Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. God bless you all this morning. So good to have you in the house of God. Come on, somebody say amen. It is so great to have you here. Those of you joining us online as well, thank you for allowing us to come into your living room, your bedroom, your kitchen, wherever you're at right now. Hopefully not in the bathroom, though. That's one place I don't want to be right now. But uh, we are so blessed that you're here, blessed that you're, you're, you're joining us this morning. We are going to start a new series today called Crossover. Uh, the word crossover literally means to go from one side to the other. And I believe that we are on the verge right now of crossing over into the promises of God in our lives. That God wants to bless you beyond measure this morning. I want you to stand to your feet. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of uh, Exodus. And as you're turning there, I want you to uh, just take some time to um, think about the promises that God has for your life. Think about the things that God has promised you. Things that you're holding on to right now. I know that there are promises that were given to me years ago that I'm still still holding on to, Brother Rob, today. There are things I'm believing God for today. I've been serving God a lot of years, and not every promise has come to fruition. But there are promises that I'm still holding on to. And over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about not just speaking the promises of God, but grabbing a hold of the promises of God. And being able to bring those promises of tomorrow into today. I love how Mary had the ability to put a demand on her son when he said, my season has not yet come. She says, hey, do whatever he says. She put a demand on his life to pull the promises of tomorrow into today. When the Gentile woman went to Jesus and said, heal my daughter, Jesus said, it's not good to give bread to the, to the dogs. And she says, well, even the dogs eat the crumbs off the, off the, off the children's table. And he says, you know what? It, the season's not yet, but... Because of your faith, I'm going to do what you ask. I believe that we, come on somebody. I believe that when you begin to put a demand on the presence of God, come on, somebody say amen. When you begin to put a demand on the promises of God, you have the ability to expedite the promises that God wants in your life and bring them from tomorrow into today. Somebody say amen. Exodus chapter 14. We're going to start reading in verse 15, and uh, I tell you what, um, Israel has been under domination to the Egyptians for over 430 years at this point. Been slaves. They are the people of God, but for over 400 years they have lived in bondage. You think your 20 years of bondage has been a lot. What happens when it's generation to generation to generation to generation living in bondage? This is why it's so important that you fight for freedom. I don't want my kids being raised in poverty and slavery. I want them to walk and learn how to obtain the promises of God. I don't want them to, to find themselves still battling giants that I was responsible to kill. Genesis, or Exodus chapter 14 Moses has brought the children of Israel out by God's mighty hand. How, how many have seen the Ten Commandments? Come on, if you haven't seen it, then you know what? You, you, you need to reorganize your schedule, okay? 
Every, every year at Easter, when, that, when Charlton Heston, I just love that beard, and when he just puts his arms out, just there's something about it. Exodus 14, verse 15, if you're there, say amen. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the children of Israel to move forward. Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Look at your neighbor, tell them to go forward. Bow your heads as we pray. Father, help in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Their brutal bondage that they've been in to slavery, to the Egyptians, has created a slavery mentality rather than a a, a promise mentality. God is about to take them to the promised land, but it's it's proven easier to take Israel out of Egypt than it was to take Egypt out of Israel. When you've been in slavery for so long or in bondage for so long, the problem isn't a physical bondage, it's a mental bondage. It's like the elephant that we see at the zoo or or at the circus that has a little rope or chain connected to its leg and then tied down to a spike that you know this animal is strong enough to pull away from. But why is it that the animal doesn't even try to pull away? Is that it has been raised around when it's a a child, when it's a baby elephant, they wrap a big chain around it and they connect it to a tree. And no matter how much that little animal pulls away from it, it can't set itself free. And so it grows up with this mentality, as long as there's something connected to me, I don't have the power, strength, or ability to be able to set myself free. And so whenever it's raised, with that, that, that chain, with that idea. There are things that are connected to your life that God has given you the power to break, that God has given you the authority to break. But because of your mentality, you're still stuck in bondage. The children of Israel find themselves on the verge of breakthrough. Man, one of the greatest miracles ever. They've seen God come down with a strong arm and with 10 plagues. You've seen lice show up. You've seen frogs show up. The river turned to blood. You've seen the sun go dark. You've seen all of a sudden locusts and flies and all these things. What's a trip is this, is that most of the plagues that took place were gods that the Egyptians served. God was like, you, got, you want to worship this? Here, let me give you an abundance of it. See how much you're going to like it. The very thing that they worship, God plagued them with. And as a result, with the strong arm, God brings them out of Egypt. But I want you to understand that Moses had this desire to set the children of Israel free. In fact, the Bible says that he thought in Acts chapter 7, he thought that they would know that he was the one that God had prepared to set them free. So he tried to do it in his own way. How many know you could want the right thing but go about it the wrong way? Moses had the desire to set the children of Israel free. Every one of you is wired with the plan that God has for your life, with the destiny, with the purpose in your life. God hardwired into Moses a deliverer. And so when he saw his brothers being mistreated, he stepped up. You see, when you're raised close to the king, you stand up for those who are being abused. 
Let me say that again. When you have been raised close to the palace, when you are near royalty, you will not stand for injustice. You have to stand up when you see things that are out of place. I'm here to tell you that it's time for us to begin to rise up and speak against the injustices that are taking place in the world. You can't be silent. So according to God's plan, the 10 plagues, the Passover, and he leads them out of Egypt, and people are celebrating. In fact, the Bible says that the women were responsible for going to their slave owners, the Egyptians, and asked them for gold before they left. They were going to get back pay for those 400 years that they worked for free. No, no, you didn't hear me. I said they were going to get back pay for the years that they worked that they didn't get paid. I'm here to tell you there is nothing that you do that you will not get paid for. There is nothing that you put into the ground that you will not harvest from. There is nothing that you sow into that you will not reap from. God says literally everything the enemy stole from you, I'm going to restore unto you. Look at verse, four, for, verse 10 of chapter 14. It says, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried to the Lord. I want you to capture this picture. If you haven't seen the movie or you haven't read the scripture, the children of Israel come out with a strong hand. They are celebrating after 400 years of bondage. They come out, and they are celebrating. God has delivered them. But the problem is, the moment they come to the Red Sea, the Bible says that God God could have sent them a shorter way, but he knew that if they faced war, they would turn back. How many of you know God's not concerned about you getting there quickly? God is more concerned about you holding on to the promise than you getting there. Some of you are mad at God because you see a shortcut to your success. You see a shortcut to your, to your purpose, but God doesn't take shortcuts. He wants to develop your character before you get to the promise. And as the children of Israel go this way, they begin to cry out, and they are angry at God. And then they get, now listen to this. You got the Egyptians yelling at the Israelites, the Israelites yelling at Moses, and Moses yelling at God. Everyone's yelling at someone. And God finally tells Moses, what are you crying to me for? No, no, you, you got to hear me this morning. What God was literally telling Moses was, stop praying and go forward. Now is not the time to pray. Now is the time to act. I need you to understand, God cannot answer a prayer he already answered. He answered their prayer when he brought them out of Egypt. He answered their prayer when the ten plagues went forward. He answered their prayer when the Passover took place. He answered their prayer when they took the gold from the Egyptians and they marched out. So when they come up against the Red Sea, they got mountains on each side. And then the army of the Egyptians coming down upon them, the people panic. And they begin to tell Moses, was it because there were no graves in, in Egypt that you brought us out here? You should have just left us alone. So listen, on the process to free 
freedom, on the road to victory, you are going to go through some battles that you're going to think it would have been easier to stay in the dysfunction. It would have been easier to stay in bondage. It would have been easier to stay in my, my, my struggle than to ask God for deliverance. I want you to see what happens. You see, the idea of freedom is wonderful. But the process to freedom is difficult. We all love the concept of freedom. We all love the concept. As Pastor Nick, I think, preached a few weeks ago. We love the concept of being out of debt free. But you don't want to put the work in. We want a great marriage, but we don't want to put the work in. We want to be in shape, but we won't, don't want to diet or work out. You see, we want things, but we don't want to, we end up giving up in the process. I want you to notice what happens in verse 12. Check this out. Verse 12, it says, Is this not the word we told you in Egypt, saying, Leave us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians and we should die in the wilderness. You see, it's hard to focus in on the promises of God when you're in a panic. I can't trust the promises of God when I'm panicking about my situation. And the children of Israel are in a tough situation. How many of you have ever been in a tough season? Where you're following the voice of God and now you find yourself, you did the right thing and you went about it the right way. And yet still you find the enemy coming against you, an obstacle in front of you, and there's no way out on the side. And you feel like God sets you up to destroy you. I don't know about you, but there's been times I wonder, God, are you even on my side? And it's not a matter of God being on my side as much as it's me being on God's side. You see, what, what we want is we want to do our own thing and then have God bless it. Instead of us coming into agreement with God and doing what God's blessing Lord, bless what I'm doing. No, no, no. Lord, I want to do what you're blessing. Come on, somebody say amen. I need you to know that God has a plan for your life. Someone say that. I got a, God has a plan for my life. Exodus chapter 5, I want you to see. Verse 22 says, Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. I, I love this. How many of you have had a Moses conversation with God? Come on, anyone at all? Look at his conversation. He, he asked God. He, he says in, in verse 22 and 23, he says, Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people? And for your people, why did why you bring us to this point? You see, we don't know the end of the story. It's easy to get to the end of the story and see when the Red Sea closes on the enemy and they will never see their enemy again. We could celebrate that, but it's hard when you're in the process to trust God when the enemy is coming down upon you and there's an obstacle in front of you. Can you trust in that moment? That's where faith really comes alive. Well, I got faith. You, you, you only have faith when things work out. But we, we abandon our faith when we're in the process. I want you to recognize something here. Difficulties have a way of clouding our memory. 
let me say that again. Difficulties have a way of clouding our memory. All of a sudden, when you go through a tough time spiritually, you start remembering the good times you had apart from God. And how good things were, not how dysfunctional they were. You have a memory that only remembers the good, not the bad, not the struggle, not the feeling. You remember the high, not the hangover. You remember the experience, not the regret. You, you remember the, 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 the joy at the moment, but not the fear when you were done. See, I want you to notice that they are, they're facing opposition. But opposition creates opportunity to either retreat or to go forward. If you're facing opposition this morning, then you're in a great position to either move forward or to go back. To go forward, someone say go forward or go back. The people's reaction, listen very carefully, we're, we're almost done here, but stay with me. The people's reaction was, let's go back. Moses' reaction was, let's move forward. What's the difference? One had an encounter with God. One had a relationship with God. One had connection with God. One had a burning bush experience. He saw God. He saw the, the bush burn but not consume. The problem is this. Many of us are trying to do something for God, but we're getting consumed because you're trying to do the work. You know when God shows up because you can burn and burn and burn and never burn out because the presence of God is the one doing the work, not you. I know whenever I start getting burnt or burnt out is when I'm the one trying to do the work. The people's reaction was to retreat. Moses was to go forward. And it's a normal reaction to be fearful, to cry out, to complain, to assign blame. How many times do we blame someone whenever we're going through a problem or an issue? I want you to see what happens here in verse 13 of chapter 14. But Moses, actually, I think that's, yeah, verse, uh, chapter 14. But Moses said to the people, listen to this. Do not be afraid. I got a word for you this morning. Stop being afraid. Some of us are afraid of what God's going to do when he gets a hold of you. We're afraid what God, how God is going to change us. We've gotten comfortable in slavery that we're afraid of what we would look like in victory. We've got used to dysfunction so much that we don't understand what functionality is all about. Moses says, don't be afraid. Just stand still. So some of you are so busy trying to fix everything. When God is like, chill. I got this. I set this up. I didn't lead you here to kill you. I knew the sea was going to be there. You think the sea is there to stop you from progressing? I set that sea there before the foundations of the earth to make sure that when the Egyptians followed you, I had a place to destroy them. I set this up. 
I'm in control from the beginning of time. I placed that Red Sea there because I knew your enemies would chase you down there. I didn't set you up to kill you. I set you up to set you free. Come on, somebody say amen. He says, just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you. Came to tell you, over your finances, God's about to rescue you. Over your marriage, he's about to rescue you. Over your sickness, he's about to rescue you. Over your addiction, he's about to rescue you. Over your doubt, he's about to rescue you. Over the things that you are trying so hard to break free of, those voices in your head, the Spirit of God is saying today that the enemy that you see today, you will never see again from this day on. You won't see that depression. You won't see that diabetes. You won't see that defeat. You will not experience it. Verse 14, for the Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. The problem is, is that we keep destroying the atmosphere for miracles in our relationship, in our lives, in our finances, in our bodies. We keep speaking and decreeing. That's why God said, stop praying. Go forward. As Omaha comes, see, a true God encounter will keep you moving forward. L- listen to me. The people saw graves where Moses saw grace. A- after Moses complains to God, said, these are your people, not even my people. I don't even like these people. Moses tells him, look look at verse 15 of chapter 14. The Lord said to Moses, this is our scripture we started with. Why do you cry to me? I believe in prayer. I believe in prayer. We have to pray. But there comes a point where you stop praying and you start doing. There comes a point where you have to stop praying the promises and start walking in the promise. And many of us are coming to the edge of your, your, what, what, your new season that you're about to step into. I prophesy over you, your marriage, your family, your business, that you are at a crossover moment. Things that have held you in bondage for generations are about to be broken over your life, over your children, and over your children's children. You are about to step into a new season. You're about to step into a new impossibility. Those things that you thought were set to destroy you are actually setting you up for years and years and generations of freedom. Don't confuse complaining as prayer. I pray all the time, Pastor. No, you don't. You just complain to God. There's a difference between, man, this wife you gave me, God, man, this husband that you gave me, man, these kids, I'm so tired of these kids. God, I'm so tired of this job. I'm so tired of COVID. I'm so tired of this, God, I'm so tired of that. That's not praying, that's complaining. There's a difference. God tells him, stop complaining. I know what I'm doing. Deceit didn't surprise me. 
I got a plan. Now, God tells him two words. Go forward. Go forward. But there's a sea in front of me. It's never been done. There is nowhere where we get any glimpse that Moses had a thought that God could do this. But just because it's never been done doesn't mean that God can't do it in that way. That, that word go forward, listen as I close. That word go forward, he told Moses, listen, take the staff in your hand. I already gave you everything you need for victory. I already gave you everything you need. The same staff that dropped on the ground and became a serpent. That same staff that ate the other serpents. That same staff that turned the Nile to blood. That same staff that caused the, the, the plagues to come in. Whatever I gave you, use what I gave you to make a way. You don't need what I have. You don't need what she has. You don't need what they have. You don't need their color of skin. You don't need their background. You have everything you need in this moment to do what God called you to do. You got it all. He says, take what I gave you and stretch it out. In other words, make your own way. I'm here to tell you right now, make your own way. Create your own path. Well, there's no path in front of me. Create a path. Make a path. Blaze a new trail. He stretched out his hand and God opened the sea. Stretched his hand and God made a way. Took a step of faith and God took what was in his hand and he made a way. Onward, make a way, start a journey. Fear sees obstacles where faith sees opportunities. Create, everyone stand to your feet. Create your own path. Go forward, stretch out. You, you got to stretch beyond your limits. God didn't call you to comfort. He called you to freedom. I love comfort. Same. I'm a little guy, but when we fly, I want to fly first class. Same. I want to be comfortable. I hate the middle seat. I love comfort, but God didn't call us to comfort. He called us to freedom. And freedom is hard. It's easier to stay in bondage. You have someone else making all the decisions for you. But when you make a choice to be free, you're going to go through some battles. You've got to stretch yourself. What gave Moses the ability to hold on was his ability to have relationship. I want you to take your communion elements this morning. 
Just hold them in your hand. Before we take communion, you're here right now and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Bible says do not take communion unworthily. He says that's why many are sick and dying among you. Because we've taken communion without getting our hearts right. He doesn't say don't commune. He just says get your heart right and then take communion. Right where you are, heads bowed, eyes closed, you're here right now. I want everyone to take communion. I want you all to commune with God. But let's not do it unworthily this morning. You're believing God to make a way right now. If there's bitterness in your heart, there's someone you need to forgive, something you need to let go of, uh, just, just uh, something that's going on uh, that you're with, with the conflict with someone else that you need to forgive. The Bible says just forgive that person. Leave your gift. Make, make amends with that individual. Then take communion. If you're right where you are, you're here, and you just need to forgive someone. You need to let something go. Let's get that done. Father, I pray for every person in this place right now. Lord, we don't want to take communion unworthily. We pray, Father, if there's bitterness, if there's, there's unforgiveness, if there's something in our hearts that we're holding against someone, Lord, we let them go. Because you forgave me, I have to forgive others. And so because of the forgiveness I've received, even those at home, we, we release forgiveness to those around us in Jesus' name. Heads bowed still. You're here. You don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior. Just lift your hand in the air. I just want to pray with you. Yes, God bless you. God bless you. Yes, anyone else? God bless you. God bless you. Just say this with me. Everyone at home as well, those of you watching, say this with me. Heavenly Father, I receive you now as Lord and Savior. Come into my heart and make me new. I want every promise that you have for my life and for my family. I believe Jesus died on the cross, rose again three days later because he loved me to pay my price in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and take the bread this morning. The Bible says as often as we do this, do this in remembrance of him. That means you can do it every day. You don't have to be in church to take communion. You don't need me to take communion. In fact, in seminary, we took communion with peanuts and Pepsi. They were trying to prove a point. Just commune with God in every opportunity you get. And I want to encourage you today as we take the cup. God's love for you was so radical. He wanted freedom in your life so greatly that he was willing to confine his body, himself to a body, a human body. Allow the very people he came to save to brutalize them and hang them on a tree. To cuss at them, to beat them. All to set you free. You take the cup, take the cup in recognition. The blood of Jesus cleanses you, sets you free, and restores. Take the cup this morning. Yes, Lord. Bless your name. Come on, lift your hands all over this place just for a moment. 
after God tells Moses to go forward, he tells Moses to stretch out. I want you to stretch out right now. What's that stretching out mean? Literally go beyond your ability. It literally means for you to expand beyond your own capacity, increase your capacity to know God. My prayer every morning is, Holy Spirit, take more of my life. Expand my capacity to know you, to experience you. I'm praying right now, God, expand our capacity this morning. Lord, if we've only made this much room for you in my life, let me expand that and make more room. Let me expand my capacity in my marriage. Expand my capacity in my family. Expand my capacity in my business to have more of your presence evident, my God, in my life. Lord, I want to cross over. And Lord, I pray today that the enemies that are coming down upon us, the enemies of depression, of sickness, Lord God, the enemy of doubt, the enemy, my God, of fear, that Lord, today, that that enemy we will no longer see ever again. Because Lord, you're making a way where there is no way. You're making a path through the waters, through the seas. And for that this morning, we're grateful. Come on, just with hands lifted up, you're here right now and you got a promise that you're trusting God for. You're believing. I want you just to lift your hand. I just want you just to let let that hand just wave right now and just let God know, God, I'm waiting for that promise. I want that promise. I haven't forgotten that promise. Lord God, I I I don't want to just physically come out of Egypt. I want to come mentally out of Egypt as well. I speak freedom in Jesus' name. Liberty in Jesus' name. So Father, I pray for every hand lifted in this moment, even at home. We decree freedom. We declare declare right now, my God, total freedom over their lives. In Jesus' name, everyone says, amen, amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, do me a favor and text the word ALIVE to 408-340-7703. 408-340-7703. Text the word ALIVE. We want to reach out to you and just follow up on you. For those of you at home, I want you to know how much we love you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Remember, love God, love people, and let's change the world. God bless you this morning. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.